It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool. and Today we are reviewing the Cowboys' Week 12 loss to the Raiders. First and foremost, Landon, how was your Thanksgiving? You know, <laughs> it's hard to recover from this when you're a Cowboys fan. It, 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 this kind of thing usually can kind of really take a, a dent to it. So I, when this, you know, being an experienced Cowboys fan, I'm used to this, right? So I, uh, I really took the time to kind of try to just walk away from the football game for a little while and be close to family and, and kind of do more Thanksgiving stuff, you know, it, uh, and I was able to salvage something. Uh, but, but, but every time that my mind wandered back to this, uh, I, I felt, I felt, well, I, I'll tell you how I felt when we're going to talk about it. I felt <laughs> angry, I felt disappointed. And then, you know, as the, as the day went on, I, I felt, uh, slightly hopeful. Um, yeah. So the reason, part of the reason we didn't do this show last night or earlier today, it was, I was just too angry. Like that's, that's part of the reason why also I had the Raider stuff I had to do. Plus we had some family obligations, but uh, if you ask my family, how I'm feeling about this game right now, uh, they probably would give you some different thoughts because I was not a <laughs> happy camper today. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah. let's talk about the Cowboy game. They lose the Raiders 36 to 33 in overtime. Uh, it's the Cowboys have lost three of their last four games. They lost three out of the four games in the AFC West. The only team they beat was the Chargers in week two, and that was a three-point game. Uh, Layden, let's talk about your angry feeling. What makes you so angry about this game? I mean, I don't want to do this, but it, clearly after a 28-flag, uh, you know, 200-plus-yard total uh, performance, I, I don't know how we don't talk about the refs, you know, and 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 – this it's like it's normal for for specific fans teams to to complain about the refs, but I don't understand how both sides, even the Raiders, if even though they won, aren't absolutely furious with the way that this game was officiated. It was, uh, it was unprofessional, is what it was. And 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 I think Jerry walked the tightrope perfectly when he was explaining it that this is the most watched game. In the in, in the league outside of the Super Bowl, more Did you see the non in this game. I didn't actually. The, the I, I know highest, they were incredible. It's the highest regular season game since 1990. You know, it's <clears throat> and Jerry called it right. So like, it's it's the NFL's opportunity to kind of it's step like a showcase out to, game, right? To showcase to, uh, to the people that aren't watching NFL games regularly. I don't know how that is the product that the NFL wants to put out there. Like I, I just can't understand how I can't understand how the NFL isn't furious with what happened on Sunday. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was absolutely 
the most dominant force in the game in, in which the referees are supposed to be transparent. This is not baseball where they, they, the, the refs are supposed to have a say on every single snap or play that happens. All right. Like this is a, supposed to be a transparent situation. And, and I think the thing that was the most disgusting to me is that you knew the penalty when the penalties were coming and they, and, and they came every single time I, I, I went back and counted. And again, I, I hate talking about this stuff. I hate this. I hate that we're talking about this, but on eight, the, the, the Raiders, for my, by my count, had eight scoring drives at different points. Six of them, six of the eight, were uh, extended due to penalty. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely unconscionable. And that's absolutely ridiculous. That I mean, just the sheer volume of penalties that were called by the referees is it's ridiculous. And it's been happening all over the league. This isn't the first game that this happened to the Cowboys. I've complained about this with the Cowboys have won. And it's just, this has made me that... That aspect of it, more than my disappointment in how the Cowboys played or whatever, it, that part of it was so all-encompassingly infuriating. It, it was hard to look past anything else, honestly, because it was just – it felt like it was the thing that was controlling the game completely from almost start to finish. And I know there's a lot of people out saying, you know, they, listen, the refs were bad, but they weren't the reason why you lost. You, the Cowboys still had other chances to win this game. That's true. The Cowboys did have other chances to win this game. But I like the way Michael Gallup said it. He's like, the last couple of weeks, we've been fighting uphill against two different teams. And it's it's really true. Like, they are good enough to beat anybody in the league. I don't know if they're good enough to beat two teams on the same day. Let's just put it that way. Absolutely. And it's just one of those things where – you know, if if they were committing terrible all these awful penalties, and or or you know, it was Chaz Green trying to hold, uh, 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 you know, whoever, like where you know it was actually happening. There's just nothing. You don't have any other option. Half of these calls were absolutely terrible, well, and then that's not even to start talking about the clear fumble and 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 play by well, by by forty two on on in the first. That's part actually of the, the one that I want to talk about because that's. <laughs> oh man, we're getting into the this process there again, again. The process there is 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 just as infuriating that's, as everything else. About that's it. honestly that's the part that makes me upset and nervous going forward. Is look how quickly the NFL made a call that was the way Terry McClory's uh, McClory said it was non clear and non obvious, and they flipped it right away and and made it so Dallas couldn't challenge it. If they can do that and it's hey, it's no big deal. We're just going to make those kind of calls whenever we feel like the game is changing. That is that's some awful, awful football that I don't think anybody's going to want to see. It's so crazy that no one saw that that was clearly what was happening. Did you see how late in the situation the refs came back to call that an incomplete well, pass? The, like, like I don't know clearly, if you saw the post game press conference, but they asked Mike McCarthy what happened, and he said they, they told him right. The, the NFL called called down. Right? Yeah, well, they said they ruled it on the field yeah. as a fumble recovered by Dallas. The replay assist said it was clear and obvious that it was an incomplete pass. They overturned it, and that's why McCarthy literally couldn't challenge it. He didn't yes. have the option because the replay already did it. And that's yeah. not what the, the intent for replay assist to do. It's supposed to be, hey, there is a you know guy stepped out of bounds at this spot, boom, or we can move him back five yards. Not, hey, we're going to change a course of, of a fumble that's very, very 50-50 uh, to the Raiders, and let's let's hurry up and move on before we talk too much about it. That's yeah. not how it was designed. It's funny because I had like twenty different people that were yelling at me about why didn't they include you know some people from SI like why are why are they why aren't they challenging this why aren't they challenging this? and and I was like 
clearly the NFL has made their call on what they've decided that it's going to happen here. And we're not going to get a say there. And then, you know, after that came uh, again, a barrage of penalties. I, I mean, I, I don't, I didn't check, but I'm assuming that that's the most penalties in any, definitely any Cowboys game. I'm assuming history, but is it maybe of all time? I it, mean, the, I, I, most I, penalties by a single team since the merger. That's absolutely ridiculous. Like, and, and, and it wasn't, and, and the funny thing it was is that, you know, they, they talked, broke it in the third like, quarter, by the way, they, they didn't they even need the fourth quarter. They broke it in the third quarter. <laughs> they talked about every, it was funny because in the game, they kept on talking about how clean these teams were playing, that they weren't throwing interceptions, that they weren't fumbling the ball. It's crazy that they were able to play clean enough to contain the ball and not fumble the ball and, and, and execute on the field, uh, but also break the, the record since the merger in penalties. It's, it's almost like those two facts kind of don't match up how cleanly these teams were playing in certain ways, but constantly committing penalties somehow. And, and, you know, look, I mean, I don't know if we're ever not going to have face guarding as a, uh, as a, as a defensive pass interference, despite it not being in the rule book for the last several years. Uh, Terry McCauley even described, even described face guarding as his excuse for why that should have been a penalty. And I feel like I'm taking crazy pills again. Uh, and yeah, again, the NFL official uh, for as much money as there's put into this league, and we'll move on. We got to move on. Yeah. For, for for as much money as put into this league, the NFL officiating group is is an embarrassment, and 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 it's the NFL's fault, not the officiating. It's they do not invest anything here. They do not hire these guys full time. This is ridiculous. Ed Hockley's son should not be doing primetime games because he's Ed Hockley's son. That's ridiculous. We yeah. need to have professional officiate officiators who do this better because you're billion dollar product is kind of looking like crap when you're showcasing it to the people that you need to draw in to get more fans i couldn't say it any better myself i i, I the officiating is just atrocious this year and i say this every year but they're literally costing people jobs and money and having they're gonna something coaches are gonna get fired players are gonna get replaced because of how connor bad williams the officials are this year <laughs> we'll talk about that in the next segment but all you know they, they swapped connor williams because of all the holding calls like like yeah oh, maybe literally. we shouldn't be letting the officials uh, be, be giving us uh judgments on how they feel like our players are playing it's just yeah, it's they're not qualified uh, all right, let's take a break so I can tell you guys about Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're going up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head-to-head -head fantasy matchup, winner takes all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero even shows you their lineups before you play, and then you can handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. -on -one. This never-before-seen innov innovation of a fantasy sports and fantasy sports betting hybrid is Stat Hero, as it, as it pins players clocking the odds that are over four times better than what they're used to seeing. Stat Hero head-to-head -head is what daily fantasy should be one-on-one. -on -one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. And use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. And then you use promo code locked on for a 100% match. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, let's talk uh, about our disappointment in this game. And I'm sure you feel the same way I do. Cowboys had multiple chances to win this game. Whether it was, you know, at the last possession of the game where you could go down and score a touchdown rather than settling for a field goal. Whether it's in the first possession of overtime where you get the ball first, you go down and score the touchdown, the game is over. They had their chances to win this game, and they just didn't do it. And it's frustrating because this team has not looked very good over the last month, and it's disappointing to see how much they've fallen off. So my my who I'm disappointed in specifically, uh, you know, there's sort of certain players that obviously I felt like played poorly. I felt like both – uh, former Atlanta safeties uh, had really rough days. KZ yeah. uh, and you know forty-two. Like Neil, you know Neil made an, what was an incredibly smart football play and what should have been a fumble get any credit for him, recovery for a touchdown. He doesn't get yeah. t- for, credit for. It. I will give you credit for that, Neil. Absolutely yeah. fantastic play. But I, I think after just watching this, like he is just not a full-time linebacker. He they've cannot. Got, they've got linebacker major linebacker yep. problems. Yep. Absolutely, they do. Because uh, LVE played a pretty terrible game as well. Uh, and, and if you're going to play, I mean, hopefully, what you do is you get more snaps at Parsons. I hate to even say that with 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 Gregory back there, but Gregory and, and uh, Lawrence when they come back. But especially with the way that Parsons is playing a defensive end, but uh, you almost have to do it because you don't really have a choice. See, this but, is what but, this is how the Donovan Wilson injury really hurts them. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. If Wilson's healthy, you can either play him as a linebacker or more than likely you can play J. Ron Curse there. But they can't really do that when they, you know, the other two safeties are Malik Hooker and DeMonte Casey. You just don't have any size. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, they I, they just need to start playing Hooker more, I think. Uh, uh, he's been well, playing Casey, solid at times. What? Yeah. I think over yeah, Casey. Yeah, over Casey. Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I that's what I was going, yeah. Um, I, but honestly, the, the, the group that I'm the most disappointed in is the coaches. Um, I, I just feel like game. this was – one of the first games where I really disagreed with a lot of the of the play calling, uh, you know, they, they they just didn't seem to have a plan. Uh, look, I, I, let's start from the beginning. One, did they honestly think that CD Lamb was going to play this week? Because if they did, they're that's ridiculous, and they should I, not have game plan. I guess Dak said much. Wednesday night they knew. Okay, that's good. That makes me feel better about one thing. I think the first question, and honestly, just because of the nature of the game, this wasn't the leadoff, but this to me is the lead of the whole situation. Why did the Cowboys make another week, have another week where they played a completely different uh, starter on on an offensive line that just had to change the previous week? Uh, For a guy that, you know, I think Steele, I like him at right tackle. I'm certainly interested in him playing over Lale if Lale continued to play poorly. But the idea that you're going to change offensive tackles the week that you're playing the Raiders, which one of the only things the Raiders really, really do well is rush the passer. And, and after the, like I said, a week after changing a, another position for a non-injury reason, just taking out a, 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 a long, a long time starter, or a guy that started many games. Uh, and I understand, again, I understand why I understand the, the, that he had too many penalties, but I, I once again, submit to you the NFL officiating before I think that that's a good ju- judgment call because McGovern struggled. 
I think Steele played fine, but but ultimately the offensive line did not play well. And I if you I have to think that the since the most important thing that is involved in offensive line play is continuity between guys, that back to back weeks instead of just doing it in one week, back to back weeks of 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 of, of changing guys around uh, and, and and changing guys out of the starter out of the starter spots. Uh, might have caused some issues with the mm. continuity and, and the offensive line blocking. And you know what? Clearly it looked like it both in the pass game, uh, pass blocking and in run blocking. I- I'm disappointed with the coaching staff as well. I- on both sides of the ball. Um, let's start with Dan Quinn. Once Darren Waller went out of this game, you had one job. Stop Hunter Renfro. The yeah. Raiders all year are a team where if you take away Hunter Renfro – this is an offense that's really, really not very good because Derek Carr does not trust Zay Jones and he does not trust Brian Edwards on the outside, which basically means he's only going to throw to the middle of the field. Once Waller was out, bracket Hunter Renfro and you completely stopped the offense. They didn't. Hunter Renfro had the most career or most yards in his career against Dallas, 154. That's just unacceptable. On top of this, Landon. And we talked about this on the crossover podcast. I know you weren't on that one, but Derek Carr going into this game had the NFL's best passer rating against the blitz. He had the most passing yards and the highest completion percentage. Dallas blitz on almost every key down on this game. And I don't understand why I know Uh, that you, I know that they don't feel great about their pressure with just four, but that's not really the point. One of the things that Carr does really well and really poorly at the same time is he gets rid of the ball about two and a half seconds, whether he's pressured or not. So why send extra guys? I don't get it. I, I really feel like they, they, and it, we, we criticized the backups who didn't step up last week, but I think to, to my thought to me was this week was that the backups, those guys who uh, didn't play well last week, were going to have good games this week because the default for a lot of these guys and the guys that we're talking about are like, you know, Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown, Terrence Steele, you know, I mean, guys that really had bad games last week that contributed to the fact that the Cowboys couldn't move the ball. Uh, I I didn't think that we needed like the kind of schematic ba- overall, like overreach to the other way to try to counteract it. But that's no, what I thought happened. All those guys played well for the most part. I they thought those did. guys played well, but the problem was is that the Cowboys decided to go into their shell, both on offense and defense, you know, I always thought that the and, and blitzing isn't necessarily going into your shell, but it's like they weren't mixing it up. I thought every single time I saw you tweet, why are they blitzing? Why are they blitzing? In the back of my head, I kept on thinking at some point they're gonna they're gonna on a big third down, what they'll do is they'll show it again and they'll, they'll, then they'll pull back and then they'll get a pick. And they that's what like or, or or they'll get it, but they never did. And 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 it just it was frustrating because ultimately the defense, you know, was able to make stops at different points. And when they were able to make stops, that's when the penalties came in. So, um, you know, the other frustrating thing is watch Michael Parsons in this game. And cause I, I, I tortured myself and rewatched it, but he was dominating on the yep. edges, like absolutely dominating every single third down. He was not on the edge. He was lined up right over the a gap. And so yeah. what did the Raiders do? They pinched their protection in, and it gave Derek Carr a nice pocket, and Parsons was neutralized. I don't understand it. You're better off just keeping him as a spy so he doesn't rush for 25 yards on a third uh, and 13 I mean, I, than just I, going right up the middle. I think that they thought that maybe that they could find a way – like they, they, they couldn't help get him help 
uh, if he came from the inside, but they but they didn't need to. They just needed to to muddy up the middle of of the blocking of the, in the middle of the the line, and he couldn't get through anyway. So, you know, they just basically pinched in, and and he just you know uh, they didn't do a slide. Because they just they, they weren't in, afraid they just muddied it up. They weren't what? afraid of Armstrong and, and Golston being there on the edge, and it's just it was a short week, so you really want to know how much the Dallas got the Raiders because when I watched that game, it, it seemed like they had no idea what the Raiders were good and bad at. It just every other team over the last month has figured out you don't blitz car, you stay back in a cover two, and you force them to throw the ball underneath over and over again. And Dallas did the exact opposite. Yeah. And then on offense, you know, it 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 felt like they just they should have they should have just spread it out and threw the ball earlier than they did. They clearly immediately had success when they did it. They needed to get Dak into a rhythm, uh, you know, and and that will kind of lead us into what gives me hope, you know, uh, uh, when we talk about the last segment. But uh, but I, I think that it was frustrating that they didn't get to that earlier. You know, I, I totally understand the game plan of trying to, uh, you know, run the ball and 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 you know just keep the ball away just because you don't have all your you don't have all your stars. Uh, you're trying to just get grind out a win. You feel like you're the better team, and that's a way that you can bully them into winning. But at the same time, it wasn't working. Like they weren't, they weren't. You you weren't running the ball successfully. You weren't having yeah. a good day running the football. So I, I wish they had made more adjustments sooner. And until like waiting until the very end of the game. And look, the credit goes to them to get themselves back into position to to be in that yeah. game to tie sure. and, and get into overtime. Yeah. Absolutely. They deserve that credit, but I, I think again it goes to the point that I don't know that you needed to wait to a two minute situation to run that offense to run. You know what's so frustrating though things. is like they had just, so much success in the fourth quarter running that offense, and as soon as the overtime hits, <laughs> they're they oh, right man, they're, they're three plays that they ran were awful. So it was a first down run to Ezekiel Elliott. Why Zeke was out there at that point, I have no idea. He, I mean, he, we know he's really banged up, but it was clear. Yeah. Yeah. It was was clear clear who was running better, right? Yeah. Clear. It was clear. It doesn't mean that Pollard's a better running back than Zeke. Although you can make the Pollard was, yeah, the hot hand. And that's the point of having it in that situation. So, so you run that play. And then on the next play, uh, you run a screen to, or excuse me, they run a a throw to Noah Brown that's way out of bounds. Okay. Or, excuse me, I got it back up. Run on first down. Second down, they run a screen to to Zeke, and it's blocked really well. All Zeke has to do is explode through the first cut, and he's gaining 30 yards. He gets tripped up because he just has a hard time getting going because of the knee. And now it's third and two, and they, they miss the pass to Noah Brown, and that's basically the game. It was frustrating. It was extremely frustrating. Ah. And, 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 and it felt like it was the first time that – and look, there's – I'm not – I'm not worried about it because I think that they what the problem was is that they overreacted to to like the way that the backups played last week and they knew that they didn't have those guys the same guys next week. They should have trusted Cedric Wilson. They should have trusted Noah Brown that they were going to get their acts together and play better football because they ended up doing it. And I think that if they had continued to play that way and spread them out and 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 throw the ball around a little bit more instead of just trying to grind it out, look, it, it wasn't working. You know, like uh, make that adjustment that that's continue to try to bang your head there. Like that's, that's what we have been doing previously. That's kind of, that's why it was so frustrating to watch is is somebody made the comment. It's like watching 
the 20, was it the 2018, 2019 Dallas 2019 Cowboys? Cowboys yeah. yeah, that's what it was like because the offense didn't trust their wide receivers to make plays when they needed to. Well, I mean, they didn't trust them to make plays early in the early in the downs, yeah. early in early in the set of downs, yeah. uh, in order to get put them in good position. And they had banged up running back who who wasn't playing well and, and they didn't feel like they could give Pollard enough touches. So this is the frustrating thing is in three of the last four games, all against AFC West opponents, basically all of them have said, Hey, we're gonna load up and stop the run. Try to beat us through the air. And when the Cowboys did try to beat them through the air, they did. Like carved them up. I don't understand when they when they absolutely needed it in overtime why they went back into their shell. I just I don't get it. Um let's talk about some reasons why you should be hopeful and optimistic about this team. But before we do that, we should tell you guys to go to Bet Online. It remains your number one spot for all the sports action during this Thanksgiving holiday. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile site to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code LOCKEDON. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. We should also tell you guys about Built Bar. You know Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein oh, yeah. bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors, just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use uh, promo code LOCK20. Again, LOCK20, you can get 20% off your orders for just the next two days. So again, promo code LOCK20 at BuiltBar.com. All right. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story before we, we talk yeah, about these, this why to be optimistic. Um, one of my friends, Elliot Harrison, who I do a podcast with, uh, the Power Ranking Show, he called me this morning to check on me because he knew I'd be upset, and I was. Good uh, on you, said, Elliot. Good on you. Yeah, yeah. He, he's also a big Cowboy fan, but he was saying, listen, the Cowboys just played a C-minus game in which they had 166 penalty yards, and they went to overtime against a probably playoff team in the AFC. It's not the end of the world for Dallas. Yes, it, it hurts to lose those games, but it's not the worst thing. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I mean, and ultimately, I think we saw again at the – what left me feeling better about the game was that if, what, what we saw in the fourth quarter is that Dak is still Dak. And that in that, you know, when when it's time to throw for a whole bunch of yards and score touchdowns. Well, it depends on who you ask if Dak is still Dak. Some people think well, he's the problem. <laughs> well, I, I mean, but he's not. Like, I mean, that's the thing is I feel like Dak, you know, he had – look, he, did he have some bad throws? Absolutely. But, like, a bad Dak game is, like, three or four bad throws and still seven or eight, like, ridiculous, amazing throws. And so you, you add in – you add in Cooper – you add in CD Lamb back to this, which they'll be back next week or this Sunday, I think. I mean, I, I, I would imagine yeah. that Lamb should be and then that Cooper should be at that point done with COVID protocol, hopefully. Um, yeah. uh, you know, you, you're also, I mean, guys, surprise, we're here. It's Tank, it's Tank Vimber. I mean, he's he's going to be back potentially this next week. Gallimore's on the way. Yep. Yeah, if not, Gallimore's on his way back. Um, it's We're going to start seeing these guys roll back in. 
hopefully they figure out the offensive line situation and stop rolling in <laughs> different. We, we didn't even talk about the fact that they substituted offensive line during this game. It was the dumbest thing I've ever like, seen. You know, no, wait, can I, can I talk about something real quick? Somebody on Twitter had the audacity to call me out for saying that they were tinkering with the offensive line. If that is not tinkering with the offensive line, I don't know what is like. So I just, I it, hopefully they will stop tinkering settle in on an on the line just go with it and and i you know this is still an incredibly talented team none of those things have changed they still have a commanding lead in the nfc east despite what everyone's trying to tell you you know i, I the eagles have a really eagle, easy schedule but guess what guys so do the cowboys you know the, look at look what the saints just did like last yeah. week so and they're probably one of the best teams you have left to play outside of arizona so uh the sky is not falling yet. It's terrible. This was an awful game to watch. This was an awful game to experience over Thanksgiving. All of us have the right to be furious and pissed at both the refs and the coaching and how the players played. All of that is true. But it doesn't take away the fact that this is still an incredibly talented team that was missing basically all of their superstars outside of Dak, including Zeke, because he was basically a shell of himself. So I think you know, this team is going to get markedly better in just a week. Uh, and I think the, the week after that, it will get even better than that. So uh, this team is still, ha- still hasn't seen their best game yet. I don't think. Um, and they still got a lot of football left. Yeah. So I think, I think you can make a good case. They were missing four of their nine best players last night with the five I that played was- being Dak, uh, Michael Parsons, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and then, whoever else you want to throw in there, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Michael Gallup, or whatever. But when you're missing that much talent, yeah, it's not surprising that you're probably going to struggle, especially with two of those guys. Well, you know, both of those guys really play in the same position, right? Two receivers and two defensive ends. It's really hard to overcome that. (laughs) What are the two most important things that you have to do? What's the most important thing you need to do on offense? Throw the the football well. What's the most important thing you need to do on defense? Rush the passer well. Well, I mean, I think other people would say cover, but I think it's it's all on a ratio, right? Yeah. You lose your top two guys on both of those spots. Yeah, it's gonna make a marked difference on 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 how you play. Now, again, I think I wish the coaching staff had had made less of a swerving adjustment to what happened in the Kansas City game and just knock it off to bad play because I think they showed you that the backups can play a little bit if if you trust them, but. You know, and, and ultimately, I think it was more the overcompensation, that being, you know, including way more blitzing than they needed and just running the football instead of trusting their wide receivers. I think that those two things can be accredited uh, as the second and third most biggest influences to why you lost the game outside of the obvious. I'm still so upset about this game. It's so frustrating. I'm just thinking about all the bad calls. Like not 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 officiating calls. I'm saying bad play Those calls the Cowboys had. Which yeah. was your least favorite? Was it the third and eighteen playing man to man and having everybody at the line of scrimmage, or was it Kellamore on <laughs> on uh, the two point conversion? You have the ball at the one foot line and you run a pitch eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> I think it's the pitch. Just, 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 you, just lean the ball over. You know, yeah, just I mean, lean like, the ball over the goal line. If, goal line. If that's the play you're going to run, why do you even line up to kick the extra point? Because it doesn't really matter if you're at the one or the two. You know. No, I, I, no. I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, just, just relax. It's, Hopefully, it gets yeah. better. Right. Thursday is going to be a huge game. By the way, 
you're going into New Orleans to play the Saints. It sounds like Alvin Kamara is going to be back. Their offensive tackles are going to be back. The Saints have lost. But who's playing quarterback? Uh, I mean, if Dallas loses that game, we're having an entirely different conversation. Now we are talking about the NFC East being up for grabs, right? If if the Eagles win next week and the Cowboys lose, I mean, with all their with all these guys back, then we've got troubles for sure. We got trouble. Yeah, but it wasn't too long ago, Landon, you and I were uh, sipping our drinks, doing uh, our show in I Hawaiian see. shirts, and now things have quite changed pretty quickly, right? That's the I have NFL it staring, for you. staring me in the eye on the, my desktop right now, and it's it's mocking me right now, mocking. But me. that's just the way life is in the NFL. Would not surprise me. Dallas wins next two, three games. The schedule's pretty soft. And all of a sudden, we're 11 and four going into Christmas, right? That's just the way the NFL is. It's a strange, strange game. Absolutely. I mean, look, <laughs> if you tell me that coming into the season that the uh, the defense looked pretty good, except for the linebackers, uh, <laughs> when we had all these linebackers, I would have been uh, I would have been pretty shocked, uh, to be honest. Yeah, this is uh, it's. It's up and down, and there's there's enough of the ball bounces a weird way, and then you know the ref kicks it a little bit. So, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> and if you pick it up, it they'll is. just throw a flag down, so yep. it kind of nullifies it. All right, well, we gotta go. I hope you guys all enjoyed your Thanksgiving. Enjoy the yeah. games on Sunday, Lena. We got another really condensed week here because the Cowboys yeah. play on Thursday. We'll have a crossover show. We'll try to go through this all twenty two film over the weekend or whenever we get a chance to see if our eyes don't bleed, but. Uh, so make sure you guys are tuning in, uh, downloading the show wherever you get your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we'll see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.